Hey, what's up, everybody? My name is Coco, and if this is your first time tuning in, you are listening to Chatterbox Podcast, where I talk about what I like, and hopefully you like it too. Let me ask you a question. How do it feel to be ordinary? How do it feel to be cliche? I really wouldn't know, huh? This week on Chatterbox Podcast, I had the opportunity to sit down with Morgan Dania, the newly elected board member for District 215, and we talk politics and progression. Now, speaking of progression, I told you guys on last, uh, not last week, but the week before that, the last episode of uh, Chatterbox Podcast, that moving forward, having that discipline to make sure that I edit and get everything taken care of on time for the next episode did prove to be challenging as I foresaw. But it's okay. We were able to make sure that I got everything done that I needed to get done so that you guys can have another episode and I can stay consistent. See, look at that discipline. All I'm saying is when you learn something and you know better, you got to do better. If you've decided to take on the challenge of working discipline into your normal routine uh, in the next couple weeks that followed, then you know what I'm talking about. It ain't easy, but it is what it is, and you got to do what you got to do. Up next, Real Man by A. Loren. Let me tell you a story about things and how they work out It's crazy at first, things aren't the way that they are now When you told me you loved me but you couldn't show me Cause you were wrapped up in your own lies Yes, you tried and you tried Don't ask more to be surprised Take a second to think about Who could've chose another route To better this relationship Instead of this eight month membership They say it's better to love Than never to love at all You were there through all my good times But never when I fall See the guy that I got now Is a man and not a boy He knows my love is not a game And my heart is not a toy Baby, Baby. What have you done lately? Nothing But it's cool Cause I found a real man Someone who's not afraid to stand up For what is right And how he feels deep down inside One who knows how to treat me With R-E-S-P-E-C-T Cause he not only needs me But wants me by his side he says he learned so much from me and prays for me And teaches me to not change for nobody And keep this love alive He said he'll remain my king If I choose to stay his queen Continue to cater to me and keep me satisfied You see, I realize that this good guy who loves and cares for me Would never fuss and argue, then walk out and leave He's a man who knows how to take care of responsibility His priorities and Running out into these streets. No, this man's not perfect. He has flaws and all. He makes mistakes, but he apologizes when he's wrong. He does all he can. And- 
and treats me better than you ever could Cause I found a real man, the yeah. one who's not afraid to stand oh, up for what is right And how he feels deep down inside One who knows how to treat me with R-E-S-P-E-C-T But he not only needs me, but wants me by his side He says he learned so much from me and prays for me And teaches me to not change from nobody To keep this love alive He said he'll remain my king if I choose to stay his queen Continue to cater to me and keep me satisfied After all that's said and done, it's no doubt that he's the one He tells me what I need to hear And he whispers into my ear He says, babe, won't you come close to me? Let me kiss you gently on your cheek I'm with you till our lives are through Can't know who it comes to Cause I found a real man, someone who's not afraid to stand oh, up for what is right To stand up for what is right and how it feels deep down inside One who knows how to treat me with R-E-S-P-E-C-T Says he not only needs me but wants me by his side He says he learns so much from me and prays for me And teaches me to not change for nobody And keep this love alive He said he'll remain my king if I choose to stay his queen Continue to cater to me and keep me satisfied You just heard Real Man by Aylorin, and you can gain access to her and her music on her Instagram at a.l.o.r.e.n.m.u.s.i.q. Again, that's a.l.o.r.e.n.m.u.s.i.q. This week on What's New, I get to sit down with Morgan Dania, who is a member of the school board for District 215, amongst other things. So stay tuned. Hey, what's up, everybody? My name is Coco, and obviously this is Chatterbox Podcast, and I am sitting here with the lovely Morgan. Dania. Dania. I was like, how you want me to go? Okay, Morgan Dania. That sounds so grown. It do sound grown. Okay, so let's get right into it. What are you listening to right now? Mm, I'm listening to a little bit of everything. So let me see. The last song, Trey songs, Tony Braxton, The Baby. You know, I listen to a lot. So it's not really like I'm like. I have to listen to this. I just put my phone on uh, shuffle and let it go. You know what? I think um, I've been listening to a lot of Meek Mill just because when I work out, that's what, like, get me up and pumping. Be like, ugh. And I feel him. I love you, Meek. Shout out to you. All right. So what about what have you been reading? Okay. So I've been reading a few different books. Um, Just recently, I have been reading The Prince by Machiavelli. Okay. I know, right? I'm, like, trying to get into, like, deep books that have to entail with, like, what I'm doing in my life. So The Prince basically is about, like, a political outlook 
of the 1900s or the 18, all the way back in like, yeah, back in the day. But it's a really powerful book, and it's like basically a book that teaches you how to, um, you know, become a politician. Wow. That's what I'm reading. And I'm proud of what I'm reading because those books are very powerful. But I also wrote down, and I'm so mad I did not bring my planner. I'm sorry. <laughs> I be having so much to say because it's like I wrote down a list of um, books that I think, you know, in 2020, yeah. the millennials should be reading right now. Well, after whenever you uh, get home or get back to your planner, send that to me and I'll put it in like the comments. I'll put that list down there. Um, okay, so what are you watching? Are you watching anything? Girl, I don't even watch TV. I don't, I mean, I should watch like Power and stuff because I know a lot of people watch it and stuff, but I can't keep up with that. I'm like literally too busy to, in my life to be like watching TV. I feel it. All right, shoot. Sure. When you're busy, you're busy. What are your professional job titles? What, what titles do you hold? And then kind of tell us a teeny bit about it. Okay, um, right now I'm a business analyst for Cook County government. I'm not going to go into specifics, but basically I handle all like the property tax appeals for Cook County. And that's basically it. <laughs> um, and I also do a lot of like outreach work. So I, I help educate the public about property taxes and how to even lower them because a lot of times people don't even know what property taxes are, which is unfortunate, but that's just they basically. That they don't teach it in any of the schools. There's this information you have to go see. And not just in school, but it's like older people. Like these are people who like own homes, you know, but now millennials are starting to own and purchase buildings and all kind of stuff. And they don't know about this type of stuff. So, oh, yeah, I'm also a school board member for district school board uh, Thornton Fractional North District 215. Yeah I was elected this past April. Congratulations. Yes thank you girl. It's only been like six or seven months that I've been in this position and it's super important and I really love it. I'm not gonna lie like I love being at the table and knowing what's going on and how to be like an influence. Just more so of having the influence of the decision making I think that's what I really like about it. Um, we need somebody in those rooms. And I also hold another position. See, I got a lot. That's why I was like thinking like, uh, um, so then now I'm also the membership director for the National Black MBA Association. That position, um, I handle all of like the PR aspects of, you know, the Chicago chapter of this organization. And so I like that a lot because that's just where I get a lot of my opportunity from, you know, like the, the group itself is just, it's a black individual group um, where a lot of business executives, politicians, whoever, and they come together and we help share our network. And I really like that a lot. So, yeah, if you're interested in being a member, come talk to me. Hit me up on my Instagram or something. Her information will all be linked. Oh, link below. Will all be linked so you guys can get in contact with her. Cool. So those are my professional titles. Look, she's a clearly so she don't got time for TV. Like she don't have time. She, she's changing the world. Okay. Period. Period. <laughs> okay. So, what made you choose your line of work? Like all the things that you're involved in. What made you choose to be a part of that? Right. So, like I said, I like to be in the room where it happens. That's one. But I think why I chose to go the route that I did was because. Um, I just wanted to make a difference. Yeah. You know, like I went and got my bachelor's degree in 
um, degree in public relations. And then I went and got, um, so my minor was in political science. And then I got a master's in public administration with a concentration in business. So with that being said, I didn't know what I wanted to do. Those all are very broad topics. And you can do any and almost everything within those whole, like, sectors. Yeah, so that's what I studied in college. And then from there, I was like, oh, I want to go into politics. And then what I realized was politics, I mean, it's it's cool, you know what I'm saying? But that's just not where the money is. Um, so a lot of a lot of the politicians on a local and state level have other full-time jobs on, on top of being a politician. So then that's when I started branching off into the business aspect of things. And then I was just like, I liked to be a mover and a shaker. So that's kind of how I got involved. I like to network. I'm very good with networking. I don't know how and why, but I just am. It's like you got your niche. So I had did a, a TED Talk on the power of networking. Yes. Look, y'all, look. Go ahead. It's crazy because I was, who was I talking to? This is how that happened. Um, so I went to, I joined the National Black MBA Association randomly. Like, I've never heard of this association before. I just started Googling stuff, and this popped up. And I was like, okay, yeah, I want to be in politics because they also have a national, like, public administration association as well. But I went to their, like, meetings, and I wasn't, I didn't feel like I fit in. And I'm like, how is it that I don't fit in and I went to school for this type of work like this is my field what's going on so um I looked at I looked at the NBA National Black NBA so then I went to their stuff and I instantly fit in and it was like comfortable for me like I felt comfortable so I'm like all right cool and so I went to the conference mind you I didn't know anybody like I just met these people and then I went to conference and from there I networked my butt off <laughs> I don't I was just like you was hustling and finessing and look okay and so I was like meeting so many high executive people and they I'm listening to what they saying I'm writing notes down writing quotes down and all types of stuff and you know I came back and then they offered the opportunity for me to be the membership director and I instantly was like yes I mean if this can open up doors for me then I'll take it and so from there um the president of the chapter was like you should do you know you should uh, educate people on how to network. So that's where I got an opportunity to come and talk on the TED Talk, and then boom, I was like, the power of networking. How was that experience for you? Because I like TED Talks. TED Talks are really cool to listen to. It was scary because at first I, I was like, when I, when my school, they hosted the TEDx. So it's the smaller version, you know, it's the smaller platform. And so, you know, I had reached out to them or they reached out to me, whatever. And I was like, I accepted it. And I was just like, okay, now I got to figure out what I'm going to talk about. And I was so nervous, but um, it was just, I ex shared my uh, experience on how I got from then at that point where I was to where I, you know, but now I feel like I need to do another one. Yo, right, you got so many more titles now. I got like so much more stuff that I, I don't know, that's crazy, but. Cause you're gonna be on the mainstream. Uh. I, right, the mainstream, exactly. But you know, overall it was really, it was a good platform. I had, I was the only female African-American woman. So it was just like, I, I had to. And then I felt like God sent me there for a reason. So just go on ahead, knock it out, do what you got. <laughs> you got to do She Let them know that you deserve to be there. Um, okay, so as a member of the board, so just to go back to that specific um, title that you hold, as a member of the board, what issues or policies should our listeners be aware of and how can members of the community, like, help? What can they do to be involved? So... Um, 
because I don't, I can't say too much because, you know, like, it's very fine lines with that type of And trying to get you in trouble, say what you can. I will say that being on the board, they instantly put me as chairman of the equity committee. So this is like a, a brand new committee that they're tr well, we are trying to build from the ground up. And when I came into the position, they were like, oh, this is what we want to do, but we're going to give this project to you. And I was like, okay, so basically with that, an equity committee, what we're trying to do is create like equity across the whole district for the students as far as resources. This is a very, very, very important role because that entails everything that the district offers when it comes down to funding, when it comes down to, um, you know, just resources as far as everything. So I got to, my role into this new position is to make sure every student has exactly what they need as far as equity. Um, yeah, so right now we're ha what I did was I held an application process, so I'm having like subcommittees and the students will get involved because obviously I'm here to represent the students. I feel like I'm talking and rambling. No, 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 go ahead. I'm, I'm going to keep you focused so you good. <laughs> so the students, I'm here, like obviously I, I got elected and I ran my campaign based on the fact that I'm a young individual young black woman who's trying to represent the students and they can have me to come to the table and be like this is what we want so I had an application process or we because it's collectively had an um, application process where students apply to the equity committee and right now we're in the midst of sending those applications out for the people we approved for the committee so it's really cool because I'm like I'm really going to challenge these students to be a part of, a part of like politics in a sense. Oh, cool. See, is there any um, if um, if a student who didn't know about this um, has a concern about their the policies that are put into I guess action in their schools or whatever their district, is there any way? How do they get in? How do they make something happen? How do they change something? Do they come to you or do they like? What, is the, what does that process look like for somebody who's concerned about that district? So someone internal as far as within the school district or external? Like a, maybe like a parent. The parents, they got the parent, uh, the PTA, like the, the teacher parent kind of committee. Mm -hmm. So like everybody got their own little committee, you know what I'm saying? So either like the, the president of the, the teacher or the parent committee or something like I don't remember exactly the name of the committee but it's like they each all have their own presidents and those people it's a whole line of hierarchy that you go it's crazy but um like for example if a student wanted to do something what they could do is honestly they could reach out to me personally I try to make myself very personable like I, although I'm not always at the school events and at the stuff like I try to come to what I can and when I do I'm like I look like them you know like I look like them and I, they like oh you and then I'm super down to earth like I'm very approachable so like I pass out my email if they have any questions you know of course all professional work you know through my professional email but I try like this is what I'm here for so you know that's basically that. But if it was a parent or something, they could either come to the board meetings and we have like a comment section and they can get up and say how they feel. And yeah, it's easier for a parent to be like, this is what we want done. But it's not easy for these high school kids to get up and be like, this is how we feel. You know what I'm saying? And they're the ones who it like 
affects directly. Exactly. Right. So that's why I'm pretty much like that was my drive. And when I was like running, that was kind of like my, um, you know, motivation in a sense. But really what kind of got me into that was um, at first I was like, I don't know if I'm going to be able to like run. Like I was doubting myself. I really was just trying to do it just to see what will happen if this was for me. This was like the beginning of like my political career. And so I was like, this is not too much pressure. You know, it's not an obligation. Like a lot of politicians get paid and this is a volunteer position. So I'm like, okay, I don't want that much pressure. Let me just see what will happen. Girl, I won surprisingly, but I was just like, once I started campaigning, that's when it got real for me. You're like, oh, this is something that I'm, I'm, I've committed to this. Yeah, and I didn't have, like, any ulterior motives. Um, and, like, again, when I was campaigning, I'm knocking on doors and I'm seeing, like, students who live in, you know, like, small, like, garages and they don't really have a home. And it was really sad. And I'm like, I, being in high school, I didn't think, I didn't think about this. Like, I didn't think they're, like, my friends or not my friends, but other students in the district lived like this, you know? So it was just crazy. But that's what I was like, okay, this is. It gave you more purpose yeah. behind it. That's lovely, man. That's, like, that's dope because you you think of it as, like, maybe stumbling into this, this realm, but it was already, like, set for you to be a part of this, and they needed, you know, you to be that person. Right. But I love it because it's so rewarding. Like, you know, the kids... I feel like nowadays I'll be smarter. Yes. They're smart. Like, and that that's only because they be trying to be grown, too. They be trying to be a little grown, you know. But they but they really smart. So it's just dope to see how they do things now differently. Looking back, I'm like, I wish we would have did something like that, you know? Hindsight is twenty twenty, man. Cause I definitely was not concerned about none of that. I wasn't either. I'm just now getting, cause honestly, getting concerned with the stuff that's going on around me. In high school, I wasn't thinking about politics. I wasn't thinking about the news, and I wasn't thinking about none of that stuff. So I'm just surprised to see these kids actually doing that. For example, um, at TF North, unfortunately, there were two students who passed away due to like gun violence, and so you know the school or the, the kids actually arranged a ceremony, like a walkout uh, ceremony. So the kids walked out onto the track and they did like a balloon release and they did a whole ceremony and it went like viral basically. Um, and I was just like, that was amazing. Cause of course, when I was in high school, I knew a lot of kids who got shot or passed away or died from an illness. And we didn't think to put something together for them. You know, we might've did something in a tribute or something, but it was like, you know, this is it's gonna be held at their house or whatever. If you wanna go. Right, right, right. So it was just cool. And they brought out a lot of elected officials. They brought out the parents. They brought out people from the community, people from the county, from the state, you know? So it was just like, I, they so smart. Like, I'm just so proud of them. I think that also, that's why I'm also in this position. Cause maybe like, if kids nowadays see people like us in these positions, they'll probably kind of like the light bulb would click on a little earlier for them. You know what I'm saying? Like going back again, we didn't put these types of events on for, you know, our people. And, you know, I think that's because we didn't see our people. Like we didn't see them doing this type of stuff. We didn't see like, I, I didn't have a young person on the school board that I could 
email and ask for help. I didn't have that. So I know that's how we get things done. Yeah, me neither. I didn't even know who the school board members were in high school. You know, I'm like, what is the school board? But a lot of the kids know me and like I'm personable. So I think that, you know, that helps when it comes to stuff like this. You, you remember like coming up and everybody being older than us, like your doctors, your teachers, everybody was older than us. And now you look around, it's like, wait a minute. Everybody who's in these positions is literally like my peers. My teacher, well, teachers are my age. Lawyers are my, that's so crazy. So we are who that was now. I went to the doctor. This is a side note, but like I went to, my doctor and my dentist are both like young, beautiful black girl, like women. And I'm like, how old do y'all like? And they were just like, oh, we're 30 or we're 27, 28. And I'm like. This is great. Yeah, we in the same gen. You still a millennial too. So I'm just like, wow, that's crazy how like, you know, I agree with what you're saying. <laughs> it's good to see people, see our peers, but it's like, it's crazy to see that, oh, we're there now. That's us now. It's our responsibility. Um, so tell me about your transition from being a student into the workforce and the political field. So um, obviously, if you guys don't know, Morgan has her master's degree, right? Yes. You have your master's. Um, so you've been in school for quite some time and you just started to transition into the other realm. So tell us about that. So um, when I went to school, it was what, 2012? That's when I graduated from high school. So when I went to school, I actually went to a predominantly white university or PWI, as some people say. And I mean, granted, it wasn't typical for me to do that like that wasn't something I was like I have to go to this like I no my dream school was like um Georgetown or Hampton or somewhere in DC like I really wanted to be in DC at HBC so I know Georgetown ain't HBC but it's still in the populated area right that was just like I was just went there because I had scholarship money things like that um but once I got there I'm not gonna lie it taught me how to be a black woman and that's so surprising. Like, I say that all the time. I'm like, you know, granted, I would have loved to go into an HBCU, but I really feel like I wouldn't have been as successful at an HBCU like I am now. I feel like I would have been just a number because there's so many. Right, there's so many. You wouldn't have stood out. Yeah, but girl, at, at um, Northern Michigan, because that's where I went, Northern Michigan University. So there, I was like the only black girl in a lot of my classes. Um, I hung out with a lot of, like, predominantly Caucasian groups and stuff and you know so it was just different but I love the experience because it really taught me how to be strong it really taught me how to go for what I want it taught me how to go with the flow sometimes and I I say that because it's like you shouldn't go with the flow but you know you got to act accordingly in certain situations I've learned that the hard way (laughs) the hard way um what else so that was that but my whole transition happened when like I got my master's so after I got my bachelor's that was 2016 and I just didn't feel like it was enough for me I was like this is it and now I gotta go find a job like this is it like it's not enough I'm still competing with people who's getting master's and PhDs like I'm like trying to be up there and a bachelor's ain't enough so then I just went back I had another scholarship and I just continued straight and then I finished school in like six years it was like six years 
yeah, f of college. Here, the credentials keep going up and up. You got to have this. Now you got to have that. I'm like, mm. Right. So, you know, once I finished school, it took me almost, almost a year, but I had an internship with um, Calumet City Hall. So I was working there as an intern for a while, and that's like in the political arena. So I got a chance to see that. And then from there, I started, again, networking. I then landed another internship with a law firm because I was like, maybe I might just go back to school because it was taking so long to get a, a job with benefits and stuff. So I'm like... Yeah, yeah, it, that just happened like a year ago for me. But I'm saying it took so long to the point that I was like, I might as well just go back to school and go get a law degree, you know? And I'm still considering that option, just not right now. Look at her. She just should keep on adding to the credentials. Got to, got to. Because it's like every year, like you said, stuff like it decreases, not decreases, it devalues, you know? So. And you got to keep yourself educated, even if it is just a certification or, like, taking a class. It's important because being black as a woman. You got to work, like, 20 times harder than anybody else. Absolutely. So I'm glad that you're saying that because, look, if you're watching or you're listening, make sure that you take heed, get the education. So whether that means going back to school or getting a certification or reading more, whatever it is, add to the your value get more information mm -hmm. so yeah that's just with my transition it was very hard and I and this is what I want to tell people out there who's like getting ready to transition or getting ready to graduate or whatever like just take your time do your research um I was I want to say say yes to everything but also know when to say no yeah, have discernment. Yeah. Don't just be out here doing anything. Right. And, yeah, that's basically it. I mean, and it, it's going to take some time. Like, nothing happens all in one day. What advice uh, would you give to someone who wants to be in the corporate or political arena? So these are just people who want to be kind of in the same room where, you know, where things are happening. What would I tell myself yeah. back then? Let's do that then. Let's answer it that way. What did you wish you knew? Because that's another question. I wish I would have knew what I knew now back then, but obviously with time and, and, you know, you have to learn those type of things. But if I could tell my past self something, it will probably be like, enjoy the moment. Enjoy the moment because, girl, like I feel like I'm so focused with a lot of stuff that I just don't take time to enjoy moments. Like I'd be like, okay. Next. Accomplished it. What's next? Mm -hmm. Okay, next. What's, you know what I'm saying? So with that, I just really don't take the time to be like, whew, right. let me t take a deep breath. Like, everything is go it's on the right track. I'm doing well. Like, I'm on the right track to do this and be great. Just take your time. Calm down. Like, that's stuff that I probably would tell myself back then. Okay. But it's the crazy. It's such a conundrum because it's like if you would have – slowed down then maybe you wouldn't have been in the space but it's a blessing that you are in a space to be able to even reflect and now you can take that moving forward right absolutely because now like I said with today you know I'm, I'm still counting on my blessings and stuff and I'm very grateful so it's like I have to enjoy those blessings before I have before I just jump to the next one you know like I'm like okay go ahead girl <laughs> And I don't want to be too old before I'm like, dang, I did this and I ain't even take the time to celebrate, right. you know? You want a whole election, like people voted for you, just for the record, yeah. like people, people voted for you. I did a lot in 2019. I, I accomplished a lot and I didn't even realize it until just like 
two days ago. Like now that the end of the year is approaching, I'm still looking at a few more things that I'm trying to accomplish before December come up in like three weeks. So I'm like, oh, wait, calm down, Morgan, because you literally did a lot. And I had wrote out a whole list of things that I accomplished. And it was like maybe over 10 to 12 things that I did. I was like, wow. It's too, it seems. That's a, actually a good idea. Like whenever you kind of forget who you are or you forget like how, how like, how raw you are, like sit down, write everything that you've accomplished that year. That's a that's a good like exercise to remind yourself how dope you are. Every like almost every quarter, because it's what four quarters in a year. I do that every like almost every quarter. I'm like, okay, this is what I'm. This is what I did. This is what I want to do. And every time I sit down and I write it and I manifest it. Manifestation is very very big. And that's probably if I did a TED talk on a bigger platform, the power of manifestation. That would be my topic. <laughs> So TED Talk, um, reach out. Reach out to me, because I will definitely talk about some things I manifested, you hear me? Okay, so lightning round. We're going to close out, because we only got like five minutes before they kick us out. Okay, <clears throat> you ready? Yes. Do I answer these quick? Like First thing that comes to your mind. Okay, your favorite color. Who green. Sorry. Because <laughs> I was going to say purple, because I have two favorite colors. Okay, purple, green. All right, gum or mints? Gum. Okay, summer, fall, spring, or winter? Spring. Okay. The moon or the sun? The sun. Birthday dinner or a party? Party. Water with fruit or water without? With fruit. Heels or sneakers? Heels all day, baby. I got heels on right now. <laughs> all day, baby. I'm dead. You know, I get a lot of stuff done with heels. <laughs> you do with that what you look. All right. Well, Morgan, Dania, thank you so much for talking with me today. I think we learned so much, and I hope that all my listeners and watchers or viewers get something from this. So thank you for speaking with me. Yes, and please go follow me on Instagram. Oh, yes, yes. Oh, my bad. It's going to be in the information, but say it. Oh, yeah, okay. So follow me on Instagram at Morgan Dania. That's M-O-R-G-A-N-D-A-N-I-A, because people always get that We're going to be, like, in the info. So if you missed it, rewind it back or look in the bio. It's going to be there. Um, and tell them what your favorite podcast is. Chatterbox. Woo woo. Period. Period. <laughs> and cut. Cut, right. You just heard the interview with myself and Morgan Dania. You can gain access to Morgan uh, through her social media on Instagram at M O R G A N D A N I A. Again, that's M-O-R-G-A-N-D-A-N-I-A. Up next, Premiere by Stro. Let me ask you a question How do it feel to be ordinary? How do it feel to be cliche? I really wouldn't know, uh From the city of lost dreams and straight fiends Forced to grow up quick, I was 19 Mom's got the green light to go and do some better things I'ma be the man that you wanted
I promise If rules are meant to be broken, then I'ma break them all And on my day one niggas, I'ma break them all I'ma go to my uncle job and get him fired Then I'ma hand him a fat check like you're retired Family working hard, man I know they tired Somebody call Big Sean, I'm trying to get hired I promise to the Lord when these people with this fire I'ma leave where I left and I'ma live right The music chose me, it wasn't optional Stroke, simply testing real obstacles I went to DTLR, J. Cole sound my sneaks I looked them dead in his eyes and said remember me No time to spit a verse, cause it was all biz But I'ma get hella famous, then I'ma sign his Then I'ma shake his hand and say remember that Thought I was bullshitting, no I was stating facts Waited four hours in line just to meet a nigga It sound foolish until you the one they meet, nigga You never get the hunger till you not eat Nigga, when I feast, I'ma overlook you under seeing niggas If it's levels to this shit, I'ma take the stairs It feels better when you work for it Living in the shot, huh? sleeping as it seems Getting glimpses of my future, cause my future is my dreams Peace just heard premiere by stro which is also the theme song for chatterbox podcast you can access stro on his social media on instagram at stro underscore ent again that's stro underscore ent hey you guys grab your tea wine do say coffee it's time for the chat room okay um as you guys can tell i'm not at my usual i'm not on my usual um set you know for the chat room i am recording not live from peoria uh, in a hotel room so on this episode of chatterbox podcast i interview morgan dania and we talk about politics and we talk about progression talks about uh, progression in her career, her education, and then progression for black folks, you know what I'm saying, people of color. But I, I thought about personal progression a lot, and um, you know, I kind of just thought about it for a while. And what I realized is that for me, progression is, you know, learning from mistakes or doing things that are gonna, doing things purposefully that are gonna ultimately uh, improve my like mental physical and uh emotional health and make sure i'm doing like others a service with who i am not doing them a disservice you know what i'm saying like not just taking away from people but adding something to the situation okay so i do extra work so there's this dude that um i see a lot when i do extra work and he's super cool but sometimes he could be a lot you know he's got like really high energy and he likes to talk to people who's very social there was a girl sitting in front of me at one of the tables when we had some downtime and 
he and I were engaging in conversation. I was kind of growing tired of the conversation. I didn't care to be in the conversation. I just kind of wanted to like stay to myself and like do whatever it was I was doing. Um, but then he goes to move from having a conversation with me to having a conversation with her. And as he addressed her, she was like, no. And I'm just like, she was like, no. And he was like, what? He was like, I was just trying to talk to you. And she was like, I understand that, but I'm not, I don't want to have a conversation with you right now. And I was like, my mind was blown. My mind was completely blown that someone could just shut down something that they didn't want to be involved in. I know it sounds so simple, but that is mind blowing to me. I don't think I've ever just said no and not cared about what the other person might think by me just saying like no to the conversation or no to doing you that favor or no to whatever, you know what I'm saying? Like I've never done it and not cared about what the other person, how the other person felt. One, I've not ever done that and probably and not explain myself if I said no I followed it up with a whole three-page essay on why I said no as if that person is entitled to an explanation and it wasn't rude she didn't say it in a rude way it was just no I'm good good on that conversation and it spoke volumes to me and I was and I started to think about like all my encounters in my life and I'm just like yo why have I been subjecting myself to interactions with people and agreeing to um things and just because I want to be like polite and because of that I'm miserable right I'm like how on earth am I able am I going to be able to progress personally and in a professional setting if I cannot stand firm with the decision that I've made to not be involved whether it be a simple conversation or doing a favor for someone or whatever the case may be and I'm like, there is just no way that I can progress as a person if I am still scared to say no without without feeling bad about it. People tell me no all the time. You know what I'm saying? Like people tell me no all the time and don't bat an eye. Meanwhile, I'm over here like, well, I don't know. I don't know what I'm gonna do. And I think that's something that I'm finally growing to understand how detrimental it is if it's not uh, nipped in the bud. Dang, I really am like, super concerned with how other people feel about the decisions that I make. That's just not effective, it's not healthy, and it's not beneficial for anybody. But sometimes it's important for people to hear no. What if that was the no that that person needed to hear to gain their lesson or gain some wisdom and, or insight into something? What if I just like, you know, stub their, uh, stub their growth? It doesn't just do you a disservice, it does all people involve a disservice if you're not true to what you feel you know inside and again i say this almost every episode like these videos are not to say that i've accomplished these things i am a work in progress and this is something that i'm working to accomplish to the point where like okay if i got a pack of gum right and then i, I take out the pack of gum and five hands reach out my way like oh can i get a piece i am entitled to say no it's almost like a social contract that people think that once you pull out gum in front of people, you are socially obligated. That unspoken um, agreement is that you give that person that piece of gum when you take out a piece of gum out of your purse. But the fact of the matter is, you bought that pack of gum, it's yours. You pulled it out of your purse or your pocket and it's yours and you are entitled to say no to a person asking for a piece, right? And people feel entitled to, to what's yours. 
when you don't speak up and you don't tell them what you expect from them or what you won't um what you won't accept you know for any time you do something out of pure obligation and there isn't any real reason and you're not doing it purposefully you are stunting your growth and your progression i guess that was what was on my heart today because i'm really in a space where i'm trying to um, improve you know my relationships trying to improve my mental health i'm trying to improve my emotional spiritual physical health um i'm trying to do better in my career i'm trying to put out um, a product that people can relate to and people enjoy and ultimately you know they like it um i'm just trying to elevate you know my finances i'm trying to elevate in every aspect of my life the second i do something like like not stand firm in a decision or be clear about uh, a decision or say yes to something just because I don't want to hurt somebody's feelings or am not being honest with people. Anytime I do those, those minor things, I feel like it is a, a huge setback from all the progress that, you know, I've made. You don't take anything uh, else away from this video. Know what's good for you and know what's not good for you. And make sure that every decision that you're making is aiding in the progression of yourself. Just be true to what you want. Don't allow people to make you feel bad for making a decision that you want to make for yourself. So I guess I could say this video is about, you know, like protecting your peace. And in this case, you know, doing it by saying no and, and not explaining yourself. Yeah. If you're watching this in the morning, good morning. If you're watching this at night, good night. Um. And that was episode two of season two of Chatterbox Podcast. I hope you guys enjoyed it. Um, and like I said, you know, on the last episode, if that last one wasn't for you, then I hope the next one will. I hope this one was for you. If not, I hope the next one is. Um, please, I, I'm welcoming all feedback. So if you have any suggestions or uh, you like what you heard or you didn't like what you heard, please let me know. I'm open to all of it. Um, if you have any music submissions or you yourself uh, feel like you should be on an episode of Chatterbox Podcast, just email me at chatterboxpodcast18 at gmail.com. Again, that's C-H-A-T-T-E-R-B-O-X-P-O-D-C-A-S-T-1-8 at gmail.com. And I'll get back to you usually within the day. So hit me up. And again, my name is Coco and this is Chatterbox Podcast, episode two, season two, where I talk about what I like and hopefully you like it too.